Spooky podcast for you. Three, four, lots of blood and gore. Five, six, Freddy's goofy tricks. Seven, eight, another deadly thing. Nine, ten, never podcast again. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Hello. My happy Halloween. Happy Halloween from the past. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My name is Micah McCaw. My name's Jordan McCaw. And we are married. Yeah. We have sealed the deal. And we have a very good friend. And his name is Freddy Krueger. Uh huh. And we're, we were excited to watch another installment of his messed up, twisted life. Yes. And, and if you are listening along, this is the so this is the fifth Nightmare on Elm Street movie, and this is the last of the movies that you and I have seen. Mm-hmm. Although I have seen the remake, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, so from here on out, it is fair game. It is it is new territory. We watched this one last year and decided to not continue because we knew we wanted to cover the series. Yeah. So yeah. we thought let's just save let's just save the rest. Yeah. Which I'm feeling good about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember on first viewing, I was like, man, this one sucks, but it's still awesome because there's great kills. Yeah. Um, and we'll see what I think this time around. Yeah. But I think I have to update people on a nightmare that I had. Because I, this movie, of all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, gave me a nightmare. Mm. And it gave me what I fear most, which is... Uh, it it ruined a scene in Breaking Bad. Okay. So in my real world life, I've been rewatching Breaking Bad for like the fifth time. It's my favorite show. I love it. The only thing he'll rewatch. Pretty much. Um, and then I go to bed one night and I have this dream where there's this whole extra sequence in the movie that is like, hand drawn like 2d where it's like a mob boss like comes over and then they like kill some people and and i just was watching it in the dream going uh well i've always said this is a perfect show and everything's great but i think i have to i think i have to admit that this is a pretty bad scene like they didn't even shoot it it's just animated Uh but it's not it's like storyboard animation it's really bad. Yeah. And then the next day I told you that and you were like, well, that's because in this movie he goes into the the comic book world and you had a dream about that. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, Freddie got me. He did. Freddie got me. i you made it out alive. I did make it out alive. But um, yeah, so I had to update people on that. Any, any updated nightmares since we started this? Not that I can remember. I felt so excited though that that happened. Yeah. Once, once you... Show, showed me the light that that I had a horror induced nightmare. Yeah. Um, another thing we might want to just say for our horror fans uh, is we saw Halloween Ends on the. Well, by now it's been when does this come a out? long time? I think we're in November on this episode. But like, are we deep into it? It's, this might have just been Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Okay. But uh, Halloween Ends a very controversial movie. But uh, guess what? It's actually really good. Yeah, I loved it. It's the last Jedi of slasher movies. It was so great because I kept, see- and I'm not going to say spoil anything for anyone who hasn't seen it. But what I what I kept seeing about the movie was everyone says this isn't a Halloween movie. This is a Corey Cunningham movie, uh-huh. and I thought, great, can't wait to find out what Corey Cunningham's all about. Yep, yep. And it was awesome. And boy, did we find out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think um, I think there's an argument to be made that David Gordon Green is the most interesting director working right now, um, especially if you include his TV work. Yeah, uh, I'm not necessarily saying the best because I mean it's tough to beat Paul Thomas Anderson, but it's kind of like could David Gordon Green make a Paul Thomas Anderson type movie? Probably, <laughs> but could. Paul Thomas Anderson make a Halloween movie that subverts the entire genre? I don't think so. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so here's where we're going to... They made uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, did well, um, and then they're like, okay, it's time for prime time, as Freddy says in Dream Warriors. Uh, and so they make a show called Freddy's Nightmare. Is it animated? No. Okay. Robert England is in it, and he is like... Who would ever want a show like that? <laughs> That's just weird, and I love I love these movies. Yeah. Um, so the idea was, you know, it, they would be anth- anthologies where it's like Freddy terrorizes, like, a person. Uh-huh. And um, then he, like, hosts the show, and it's like a dark Twilight Zone kind of thing where it's like he's, like, the Crypt Keeper. And he's like, well, here's what happened this time. You know, slashes the screen and he's talking to you. Okay. And um, they had a ton of guest stars. Brad Pitt is in an episode. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> but um, Especially if it's him presenting it. Like if Freddy Krueger, like yeah. Elvira or something, it's like, okay. Yeah. Cool. But it started off with a decent budget and it's doing really poor. Because the idea was this will be played late at night. So it can be like violent, kind of sexual, kind of intense. Like the nightmare movies, but it'll be late at night, so there's no need to worry. But uh, it it got syndicated. It did, isn't that huge? Yeah, I, I'm. I feel like it was different back then, though, because oh, this okay. show only ran for 44 I feel episodes. Like my understanding of syndicated is if your show gets syndicated, that means that it'll be rerun forever and you'll be rich forever. Yes, that is the thing, and I remember there's kind of like a mark. Uh, at least there used to be when we were growing up of like, if, if a show runs for a hundred episodes, it'll probably get syndicated. Oh, because I remember with community, when it got to a hundred episodes, everybody who was a fan was like, okay, they made it to a hundred. So they, they're probably going to syndicate this, which means we can probably get to six seasons. Yeah. Um, and then we did, I mean, we got to six seasons, yeah, but, but not on not television. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so having said all that, this runs for 44 episodes two seasons but the budgets keep getting lower and lower and lower and people are not really watching it yeah but um as it's getting syndicated that means people are just put filling it in on time slots this does feel like the kind of show shows like this yeah where it is like if it's on it's on people will watch it yeah like how do you actually gain a a viewership yeah i don't know but i don't know either but so they live during this time I wasn't either. We were close. Yeah. But we weren't there yet. But uh, so basically, it's getting syndicated, and they're running it kind of at random times. So all of a sudden, this show that's supposed to be at late night is running at like 5 p.m. Uh-oh. In the Bible Belt. Uh-oh. So parents are freaking out. So I was watching, you know, all this behind the scenes about it, and the producers and stuff were saying they it was really not politically correct, and there's some pretty intense stuff oh. in there, and they really pushed the boundaries. And I watched an episode today. Mm-hmm. I watched the pilot episode. And in the pilot, it is the trial of 
Fred Krueger. <gasps> was it interesting or boring? Well, I'll, I'm let me explain what happened. So he has the trial right at the beginning, and then the officer who arrested him like didn't follow procedure, didn't like read him his Miranda as, rights. As we all know. Yeah, and so he's let loose. And then um, there's an implication that Freddie was like a. It, like the officer said, he almost killed Freddie because he was going after his daughter. Okay. So, kind of interesting. It's going along. It's, you know, the the thing about it is, I think the plot of the episode is actually great. It's it's just that it is 1988, and TV is not like like if this was made today. This is an American crime story. <laughs> huh? Oh, I like you mean like the show? No. I, I'm not sure what you're saying. Fine, keep going. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, but like if this was made today, it just off of its very basis and like the way they make TV shows, it would just like look better. The actors would be better. As an American crime story season. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Let Ryan Murphy sink his clock. No, his let's keep him away today, from this I guess this is what one. I'm saying, but I don't want that. <laughs> but um, yeah. I found I, out he did The Watcher. And it's just like, I, I mean, obviously he's successful. Obviously. People went yeah. nuts for the Dahmer show. And I've heard a lot about the Watcher show, so people are watching it. But I, th- I think I, I just feel this way because I fell off of pretty much anything he's done so yeah. long ago, including the, the, um, the most recent American Crime Story. Yeah, which was bad. Just so boring. So I, I, every time I just see something new with his name on it, it's like, dang. Cause I've put in a lot of time for him and he's done a lot of great stuff, but he's yeah. done a lot of bad stuff to the point where I'm like, I can't do it. He's, he's quantity over quality. Yeah. Um, I mean, when is he going to do the next, um, well, what you have the, uh, one haunted house show and then you have the blind manor show. When are we going to give him the third season of that? Oh Yeah. I hope not, because apparently people like those shows, and he would probably ruin it for those people that like those shows. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Mike Flanagan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that's funny. Your joke is approved. But the point I'm trying to make is they just make TV better from the ground up these mm-hmm. days. So that's against it. But but Freddie is let loose, and then um, the town the lawyer who's trying to prosecute him like gets all the townspeople together, and he's like, "Let's go kill Freddie." And they head over there, and the cop tries to stop them, but then Freddy says something about his daughter, and he lights him on fire. And then there is this kind of cool, I think it's a twist, or maybe where, where like, the cop keeps thinking these things are happening, but it's Freddy who's, like, haunting his nightmares and stuff. And then he eventually kills him at the end of the episode, the cop that lit him on fire. Freddy kills the cop. Yeah, through okay. his nightmares. Um and when I was watching it, I was like, gosh, dang it. Like, because we've, we've been talking about this and, you know, you and I don't know how this franchise has ended, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But all these, you know, like Halloween got rebooted and it's great. And like Slasher is not supposed to ever die by like its very nature. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that Freddy. Scream also. Scream. Yeah. It's weird that Freddy is not. I mean, this series only has nine entries or 10 and it just seems like there should be like 20 by now yeah do you think that people would and not just horror fans Uh just people would enjoy something like this because we are in a 
age of horror where it has to like like it has to be a twenty four introspective. Not, I don't not think hard it does, on its though. sleeve. Because like so? Smile is about to make like like it's probably gonna make a hundred million dollars in the US. And that is from the trailers, that is like a very down the barrel horror movie. Yeah. And even even though the last two Halloween movies didn't perform the best, they were still huge hits, like financially. They made their money back and more. Um and even like Scream was a huge hit earlier this year. So but none of these are zany, is what I'm getting at. That's true. That's a good point. But I think I think it's ripe for Freddy to come back and haunt everybody's nightmares. Yeah, it's kind of like if I'm not gonna get a kooky Batman anytime soon or in my lifetime, <laughs> I would like to get Freddy back at least. Yeah. But I think you hire somebody to basically adapt this episode as like the first new nightmare movie. And and you don't have to like disregard the thing. It's just like this is his trial and then his first like killings. I think it would be awesome because mm-hmm. the plot is there mm-hmm. it just needs to be touched up and updated and just altogether better mm-hmm. but the plot was decent it was cool so cool that's freddy nightmares um and uh after they were done the crew went to tales from the crypt cool um, i've never seen any of those types of shows ever yeah i haven't really grew up watching them so no. i have like nothing for them but i imagine that that's something that would be right up my alley yeah well, like it, the, I guess the closest I've had, because I, I never saw Tales to Tell in the Dark, right? Or Scary, scary stories, stories to, to Tell in the Dark. Because um, they made a mo- that a movie. Yeah. Re- like a couple years ago. And I didn't even know that that was a thing. I oh, thought they yeah. were just like, I thought it was, it was original. And then. Is it a book or? I think it's a series. It's like that. It's like all different. Like oh, Goosebumps. I didn't or something. realize that. Um, And then I, I'd say the closest for me is Twilight Zone. Yeah. That's like the only kind of type of thing that I've seen and like grew up watching. Right. Um, yeah. I, I mean, as we've discussed a lot, like horror is something I've only gotten into since marrying you really. Yeah. So this sort of, I mean, Twilight Zone, I did watch, you know, a little bit, but yeah, very, not really horror snails pace working my way through X-Files. Yeah. Even like, even though my dad loves that show. I never grew up watching it. Well, and I think with X Files, I do think we were too young when it, to, yeah, when it it'd be started. Too scary. Yeah, like like if we were maybe five or six years older, it would make sense that we would have grown up with that show. Yeah, but it, we're we're just a little too young for that. Yeah, man, the one I just watched. Well, you know how how Fox's, uh, yeah, Mulder's whole thing is like I'm scared. I, or no, I want to believe. Yeah, that's like his thing. Uh-huh. Well, this episode I just watched, it was like the first time he was out on something. He was like, "That's not real." And, oh, that's interesting. Um, wow, I'm blanking on her name. Mulder or Fox Scully. 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 I mean, Scully, and she's like believing it because she has some kind of personal connection uh-huh. to something that's going on. And at the end of the episode, he's like, "Why? After all the evidence, after everything that you've seen." Why can't you believe? And she said, I'm I'm afraid to believe. Ooh. Oh, it's that's so good. good. <laughs> Are you still in the first season? Yep. <laughs> oh man. Well, and that was back in the day where, you know, I, I just casually said Freddy's Nightmares was 44 episodes in two seasons. Like you would just do 22 episodes yeah. no matter what. Yeah. So X-Files <laughs> has like a million episodes. <laughs> right. Where now it's like if I don't think the first season has 20. Does I it? think it has 22. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. But that used to be the norm, and now it's like 
I feel like 16 is kind of long. Isn't it wild to think for a show like that that's about cryptids and aliens and everything that they whipped out that much? I mean, I oh, I yeah. know that like we folklore is endless, which is the, so exciting, but how can they whip out so many? I know, it's insane. Crazy. And it's like, man, I can't even imagine what the Vince Gilligan episodes are going to be like. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 wild. Yeah, I guess in a way we have that show to thank for Breaking Bad, so Always bringing it back to Breaking Bad. Whatever it takes. Um, but let's talk about Nightmare 5 now. Um, the teenage audience that went and saw Nightmare are now getting older, and their parents, and one of the producers of this movie just had a kid. Wow. And they're going, he should have a kid now, Freddy. That's that's the natural oh, interesting. place to go. Um, and so they start contacting these horror writers from this famous magazine called Splatterpunk. Yeah. And between these uh, three different writers, it is like throughout the shoot, constant script changes. Yeah. To the point where the actor who's the comic book nerd uh, stopped trying to memorize his lines. That's always a bad sign. Because you always that's always part of the trivia about yeah. those things. Yeah. Um, and like the, the director, uh, Stephen Hopkins, is a huge comic book guy mm-hmm. owns thousands of comic books like and and he's a good artist so he's just like on set he'd be like uh let's do this and he'd like storyboard all this stuff wow and they have this huge room that has all these different sets yeah. on it and they're trying they, they they're rushed like yeah. they just don't have any time for this this movie comes out in less than a year from nightmare four whoa and that's like them starting doing like doing everything wow and uh, there's literally, like, the sets are so close together and it's so rushed that some people are, say, building, like, the final set piece while they're trying to shoot on the same stage, you know, a different scene. And they're having to be like, okay, everybody shut up. We're about to shoot. Shoot. And then it's like, okay, keep going. And then, like, Yikes. let's reset up a new shot. Okay, everybody shut up. <laughs> Why do they have to get it out in less than a year? I don't know. And And the producers kind of cited that as part of not not just that the story was at least in their eyes kind of not quite on the pulse and a little uh like just didn't quite make all the way sense they they cited that it felt like there was there just became like some freddy fatigue when it happened that fast there's a show on tv oh i forgot about the show already yeah, yeah okay yeah i think you and everybody else forgot yeah. about the show um so uh, they went back and forth with the MPAA to avoid getting, not getting it released, or I believe even getting an X rating. So a ton of the footage from the motorcycle scene and the eating scene were cut. The eating scene is hard to watch. Apparently, it's much longer. Oh, and much much grosser. I believe he starts feeding herself to him or or herself to, to her. herself. Yeah. Yeah, that that one's the toughest one. But I, I think you can watch the unedited scenes. Yeah, no thanks. I, w- I want to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> I would love more motorcycle guy, though. I know. The motorcycle is one of the coolest kills of the entire franchise. Um, so it's directed by Stephen Hopkins, who did Predator 2, and he directed the very first rated R movie I ever saw, which was The Ghost in the Darkness with Val Kilmer oh, really? and Michael Douglas. Wait, so this guy also did Predator 2? Yeah. So someday we'll talk about him again. Is that a beloved movie? No. It's very bad. Oh, okay. Um, It's hilarious how bad that one is. Really? Yeah. It's a fun, bad watch? 
It, yes, it is Danny Glover is yeah. a cop in New York. So it's Lethal Weapon meets Predator. Yeah, because because you've seen Predator One, right? On TV. Yeah, but yeah. So um, you know they like go out into the jungle. And it scared this... me so bad as a kid. Right. Oh, so bad. But this one is like there's one loose in New York. And, what and I they're... Did to... <laughs> yeah, it's like you know Home Alone, then Home Alone Two, Lost in New York, kind of a thing. <laughs> but it's it's a weird movie. It has like a baffling ending that has like all this. I think it's like references to things that are not explained in the movie and stuff. Right on. What, whenever we cover it, I will be diving in because I bet that there's other cuts of the movie or like yeah. a bunch of deleted scenes because the last scene makes no sense. Like. If I'm remembering right, and I could be a little wrong, I think the Predator, like, attacks him, and he pulls out, like, a Revolutionary War pistol and shoots him. But and, we've but never it, like, seen that gun before? Yeah, and it, like, really focuses on the gun, like, this was a thing. It's v- I'm killing you, <laughs> revolutionary style. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So he directed it, um, and then the screenplay is by Leslie Boehm, who did uncredited work on Jason Goes to Hell. Ah. A movie we covered on the um, uh, 90 Under 90. Yes. With the boys. And uh, Leslie also did Dante's Peak. And then the story is by John Skip, uh, who is a horror writer, and Craig Spector, who is also a horror writer. And then Leslie Boehm gets a story credit as well. Cinematography by Peter Levy, who did Predator 2. Music is by Jay Ferguson, who is a rock and pop musician and has the band Spirit and Jojo Gunn, and most famously composed the Office theme song. What's his name? Jay Ferguson. Is he referenced a lot in comedy? Because that name is familiar. That name but is familiar. I don't familiar. recognize those bands. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. And now I just want to know. There's probably a video on it. Uh-huh. I just am curious how that song got to be the song. Yeah, I'm sure we could look it up. It's just, but... it, it's so, it's so iconic. Yeah. Uh, Wait, was that written for the show? Well, that's what I have here, but I, I don't know if he, I don't know if it was like he had a band that had the song uh-huh. or whatever. You uh, know? Unfortunately, I am not interested enough to actually look it up. No, this is not a TV show I'm podcast. I'm saying later. I'm not even going to look it up. <laughs> no, okay. <you can't. laughs> Uh, the movie comes out August 11th, 1989, on a $6 million budget and makes $22 million. So makes a lot of money. Yeah, but but seen as an underperformer. Yeah. So then Jelly Joe Minter plays Yvonne. Uh, her Jelly fr- Joe Minter. What Jelly a name. Joe Minter. Oh, Kelly. I thought you said Jelly Joe. <laughs> I did say Jelly. <laughs> <laughs> she was also in The People Under the Stairs, uh, Summer School, The Lost Boys. Okay. I don't remember her in The Lost Boys. I can like see her in it, even though I don't remember her, if that makes sense. Sure. And then Erica Anderson plays Greta. Um, she is in Zandali. That's a Nick Cage movie. Wow. That poster is nuts. Okay, this is Zandali, which I've never heard of this movie uh-huh. before. And she stars in it with these two men. Okay. No, what, sorry, what Nicholas year are we Cage talking? and Judge Reinhold. Whoa. We're talking late 90s, 1991. Right? Early 90s. This okay. is the plot. Theory's wife, Zandali, married the poet he once was. Taking over his dad's company in New Orleans gives him stress and impotence. <laughs> Theory, Theory, I don't know if I'm saying that name right, meets his high school buddy Johnny at a bachelor party. The painter Johnny can satisfy Zandali. 
<laughs> what is this movie? Look at that. Oh, Look at that yeah. We, yeah. I mean, it's Zandali. What are you going to do about it? Nicholas Cage's has, he's got like the, the kind of like the devil goatee thing. The Jack White goatee. Yeah. Get behind me, Satan. Yeah, and then Judge Reinhold has a mustache. A mustache. Very thin mustache. I doubt that's I, I bet that is the first and only time Judge Reinhold's had facial hair. <laughs> and uh Nicholas Cage kind of looks like an Oliveira. So that's for you, Josiah. You should look it up. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yeah, he does in that picture, yeah. Um uh, before you move on from her, it's just they do a fun thing in the Never Sleep Again documentary where when they bring on a cast member it'll read in the script like how that character is uh, announced. So, you know, it'd be like, Jordan, uh, a young 20-something, oh, yeah. you know, and yeah. yada, yada. And then the person starts talking. Um, but on hers, in the script, it says, like, Greta is uh, a, a work, like, like a work by God, a work that proves God was... Uh, working hard that day or something like that. That's very strangely put. Just a poetic way of saying she's pretty. (laughs) Uh, Weird. Um, And she's also in Twin Peaks. Okay. The the Ridge. Um, Joe Seeley plays Mark. That's a comic book guy. Yeah. He is also in Of Light and Darkness, Armed and Dangerous. (laughs) I've never seen this movie, but it's a John Candy movie. When Meg Ryan and Eugene Levy. I've heard of this movie. 17 Metascore. Oh, maybe I haven't heard of this movie. But I love that poster. Let's put that up. Yeah, tell me what the uh, tagline of that one is. A fired cop and useless lawyer sign up as security guards and find they've joined a corrupt union. Oh, that's not a very fun tagline. Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't it be like you've seen Well, that's not the tagline. That's the premise. The tagline is... Okay. At guard dog security, John Candy is keeping you safe from the scum of the earth. Still not great. No, it, it should be like you've seen him. You've seen him in the great outdoors. You've seen him be an uncle, but have you seen him at mall security or something like that? Maybe I'm. Maybe that's better. Yeah. He's also give in me Cowboy that. It's Zombies. better. It's uh it needs work. Well, yeah. First um, draft. And that's that's about it because the friends are the biggest newcomers. Okay. Let's take a break. Let's take a break, and let's encourage you to listen to my brand new album.
until the movie begins. Mm-hmm. And we see what I would define as one of the more disturbing moments of the entire series, which is two bodies making love <laughs> in a manner that... It, but you don't you know what body part you're looking at. Yeah. and um, It I, was ro- the room-esque. Although yes. you do know what you're looking at on that. But yeah, you know too much on yeah. that one. Uh, but the... So you know at the end of this movie when there's the super Freddy, like he like pops out of his costume in the comic book and he has the like Shazam yeah, 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 lightning yeah. bolt. That actor is the guy that's in the beginning. Okay. Why? I don't know. Cause isn't it Dan and Alice? You would think so. And so, but it is story. Yeah. Wise. But Dan was like, I mean, the, maybe he's like, I'm not doing that. Well, the actor was like, I appreciate it. Cause it made me look really muscular. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so no harm, no foul, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, so that's what's happening. You can't really tell what's going on. And then we're kind of, no pun intended, thrust right into the <laughs> shower where yeah. Alice goes and takes a shower. Yeah. Now, this is, for me, pretty terrifying as a germaphobe. See, that mm. this this is what Freddie would do to get in my brain. Yeah. Because she's taking a Apparently shower. Apparently not according to what you just told us, but yeah. But I wasn't really scared. Okay. You know, it was an adult nightmare. But is Freddy really scary? No, he's fun. <laughs> but uh, he attacks, like, like poopy water starts coming out of the shower. <laughs> and then, it, also, is this three movies in a row where there's been a, a completely naked woman underwater? Well, the last one had it. When did the other one have it? I thought Dream Warriors did too. No, no, that just no. had the naked nurse. Yeah. Um, the, the nudity in this series always confuses me because these movies are so fun to me, I forget they're rated R. Uh-huh. So like the first time someone says an F word, I'm uh-huh. always like, oh yeah. And then when there's nudity, I'm always like, oh yeah. Because uh-huh. um, it just feels like they're PG-13. Yeah. But like edgy PG-13. Yeah, like a Deadpool thir- PG-13. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she, the, the water fills up and she is drowning, but then she wakes up, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so here, like I said, the first time I saw this, I was like, this first movie, or this is the worst of them, is what I yeah. thought. I've since changed my tune a little bit because as this movie was going on, I think the, I know, you know, we just talked about how there was a rush shoot and everything was rushed. But I think the directing is, like, way better than four. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Like, the the because the next scene is you see Amanda Kruger, and I think it's I think it's Alice's dream, so it's like Alice dresses oh, Amanda Kruger. I to look Kruger. up who that is. I don't have my phone. Oh, that's okay. We can skip it. Um, unless you really want to. Well, I don't have my phone, okay. so no. Um, but it's like when all the men attack Amanda Kruger yeah. in the asylum, and the way it's shot, it's like they're using fish-eyed lenses. As like, you said, it's a Terry Gilliam. Yeah, it's like all these weird mod. angles, and it's it's way creepier mm-hmm. than the last movie. Mm-hmm. And I just think right off the bat, this movie, even this this weird like sex scene at the beginning, I personally don't like it, but it does set a weird tone. Yeah. And it seems intentional, whereas a lot of four actually... Well, we see them conceive the baby. Yeah. But it... it yeah, it's kind of weird reading that this movie was so written as it went along because I feel like it's a little bit better written than the dream master. Yeah. Cause I kind of like, I kind of 
like the plot of this well, movie. Well, our main character doesn't weirdly die in the middle of this movie. <laughs> right, right. That was a big problem with the last one. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Jordan is sitting in front of me dressed as Simon Pegg from Shaun of the Dead. No, I am Shaun of the Dead. I'm yeah. not Simon Pegg. I am Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> You're right. Hi, Gilmore. Way to give me quite the look. I'm petting you now. Okay, so what did we just talk about? Oh, the, Amanda that Kruger. scene, Amanda Kruger. But yeah. then I think she like wakes up again. Uh-huh. Um, and what, does she go to school or something? Yeah, graduation. Ah, yeah. And y- you pointed out that the dubbing in this movie is far worse than the dubbing in the previous movie. And the mo- the dubbing in the previous movie was really bad, yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty... I, th- I think this scene's the worst. Right. Of the dubbing. Because it's like they can't figure out how to still have the background crowd noise. Right, and right. have them talking yeah. and this a classic I noticed, problem and this movie a lot of the shots there was a lot of stuff going on in the foreground and like right in front of the camera whether it was just people walking in right. front of the camera like that's throughout the movie a ton Gilmore is like stuck in between all of the cords it's oh. like wrapped around him <laughs> Gilmore <laughs> okay we got him out he he kind of had a had some problems there but yeah, the graduation is just not, it's it's not very good. We're introduced to all these new characters, and they're kind of doing what is becoming classic in this series, where it's like, hey, dude, you're like the nerdy one, right? And it's like, <laughs> that's me, the nerdy one, but you're sure pretty, aren't you? Yeah, and my dad wants us to party later at his house, but whatever. And you're kind of like, okay, we just have to get this crap out yeah, of the way. whatever. But... I mean, so it's we find out better Greta, than a longer movie. Greta is apparently when God was working that day, he was working really hard yeah. to create her, which means she's a smoke show. Yeah. And her mom knows it because she's trying to get her to become a model. Yeah. So she is monitoring every single thing she puts in her mouth. Uh, that's what she said. Um, oh, come on. It's not that kind of show. <laughs> Sorry. It's Halloween. Um, and then... Um, we have Mark, who is the comic book dude, who's like also a skater dude. Uh, yeah. But he's definitely has a thing for Greta. Yeah. And then we have Yvonne, who seems like some crazy athlete. Yeah. Like she's a she's diver. A swimmer diver. Yeah. A swimmer and, diver, as we call them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then we have Dan and Alice from the last movie. They're still together. Dan's parents want him to get this football scholarship. Yeah. But he's throwing his life away because him and Alice have plans to go to Europe for the summer before college starts. Yeah. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but whatever. Oh, they're just going to go on a trip to Europe. And the bears are like, you're never going to make it to football if you go to Europe. And it's like, if he's going to go to a a division one school, he's got no time to go to Europe for the summer. Yeah. I guess you're right. Micah. It's true. I didn't go to college. So, uh, that's happening, and then Alice is really bummed because she her dad didn't show up. Uh-huh. And as we know from the last movie, uh, brother died, and they didn't yeah. have a mom that we know of. Right. Like, we're assuming she died, I guess. Uh, so it's just her and her dad. But we do find out he, like, comes out from behind a tree, basically. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and he's been there the whole time, and he's so proud of her. But he said I was, basically, he admitted to lurking because he, yeah. he didn't want to embarrass her. And it's like, Dad, that's way more embarrassing right. than just sitting with everyone else. I I kind of, um, the, I was kind of taken back by the dad in this movie because he's so bad in the in the first one he's in, which is the is previous bad? movie. Yeah, he's like an alcoholic that is like abusing the kids emotionally. Yeah. 
Um, and in this movie, it's like... Oh, you mean just a bad person? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, not acting. Yeah. Um, and then in this movie, I, I think the character growth is actually pretty interesting. Where, yeah. Where he's... He's like, no, I'm I'm trying to be better, and I also understand that I've done you wrong, so I'm not going to make you forgive me. I just hope that I can earn it someday. Yeah. And I, I think he's, he's really the most, good. He's the, the, the most complicated character in this series so far. <laughs> That's <laughs> <Okay>. probably true. <laughs> now, there's one more complicated. Ready? Mr. Kruger, <laughs> baby. So Alice has to go to work. Yeah, um, we, but, we do see in the same scene, though, we see the kids jumping on the rope. Yes, and they say, that's Nine, on the way to 10, work. He's back again, which of course he is. Which means she somehow fell asleep between graduation and going to work. Well, it seems like the uh, the jump rope girls sort of like uh, evaporate. Hypnotic? Not evaporate. What, them. what is that called? Disappear? Evaporate? Evaporate? No, what's the like Harry Potter Apparate. term? Apparate. And disapparate. Yeah. Is that made up? Is that you, real? Oh, I I only know that from Harry Potter. So, no. It's, it's just like... No, I, you can't... You, Micah, cannot disapparate. Watch me. <laughs> you're, a, you're a muggle. He can't do it. No, I feel like they kind of blur the lines of reality. Okay. But at the same time, I mean, as you could with p- potentially all of the movies, you, you could be like, oh, this entire movie is a dream. Yeah. You know? It's all Freddy's dream or whatever. Okay. That's not fun. No, no, it's not. It's not fun. But she is in the dream world. I forget what happens in this dream world. Or maybe, let me pause it one more thing. I'm sorry. But p- potentially these are new girls jumping rope and they've been visited in their dreams. And that's why no, they're I singing No, I think about that they've it. always been victims of Freddy when he originally murdered all his kids. I'm just trying to explain okay. it in a different way. Uh, yeah, so she has another dream and a giant baby carriage. She's following around and it attacks her. So she just, that's when she discovers that, oh, that's right. Freddie comes back to life, but, oh no. Okay. So yeah, she's wandering through the halls of nightmares and uh-huh. she is event. She sees the baby carriage and then all of a sudden she's on a gurney. Yeah. Being wheeled through into a, <laughs> yeah. like the creepiest looking operating Another like Terry room. Gilliam, weird yes. distorted images. Yes. Yeah. Um, so she is in this operating room giving birth, but then because it's a dream, like in the next shot, she is watching a woman give birth. She's not giving birth. Yeah, and it's Amanda Kruger. It's Amanda Kruger. And the, she gives birth, and basically the doctor's like, this is an abomination. Uh-huh. And then this nun takes the baby and is like, it's a creature of God. And it's like, hmm, what does this baby look like? And the baby like falls from her hands. Uh-huh. And it is the grossest. It is it's more gross than Voldemort. At the end of Deathly Hallows, oh, part two. definitely. Like not, that, Voldemort doesn't even scratch the surface rocks. of how gross this is. It is. Do you like the the baby? I. It's hard to look at. I'm not oh, going to say I don't like it. It's just disgusting. <laughs> I. I. They should make um. They should. They should have a sequel of Freddy movies, where like in the sequel somehow. It. it, it he has like multiple ages and they all like 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 uh, someone someone should have a nightmare where like baby freddy old grandpa freddy teenage freddy and regular freddy are killing them <laughs> because i gotta see more of that baby i'm so interested the evolution of freddy is very strange uh-huh. because in our first movie 
He's just some guy that killed a bunch of kids and he looks the way he looks because he was burned. Yeah. Like his skin is burned. But throughout the evolution of him has been, uh, he's terrible things were done to his mom and she got pregnant from it from like a hundred different people. Yeah. So he is like truly like a spawn of Satan kind of thing. That's why he looks so disgusting. And it's like, huh, we really went for it, I guess. Yeah, and I, and I think that's one way to read it. If you, I, I don't think you have to read it that way, though. Can you just read it as, like, that's what he looks like on the inside? Well, I was thinking of another way. So so this movie, and I didn't really feel this the first time around. I think maybe I just wasn't paying attention or something. But the, the movie posits to me this idea that I really like, and it's maybe the most interesting way that he's come back, where uh, Alice has fought this hell spawn who is freddy and then she she herself is dreaming of freddy he's not th- yeah. this is how i'm like to read oh, it so like this is a the rebirth and this is what the rebirth looks like yes ah. so it's like she is ba- she basically is creating freddy from the memories that she has had of freddy i like that and then if he gives birth to her baby then he is like reborn yeah and then the the other thing uh then he will be reborn with, you know, because that's what he's trying to do the whole time. Is with like, her baby? Yeah. Okay. Isn't it? Or, or oh, no. he's trying to be reborn physically is what you mean, basically, with her son. Like. Yeah. 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 I might be blurring, but I, I, th- I think I have some notes. Well, no, I, if I can say what you're saying in a different way. Uh, right now, he is being reborn in the dream world. Yes. And it's cool because it's like her fears have brought him back. Yes. Which is kind of, kind of, they've kind of done that already, but like, I don't care. That's great. Cause they kind of did that in the last movie. Yeah. Uh, but it's so different. I, I don't know why I brought it up. Cause it's so different. You can't even really compare it. Well, um, it's like the last movie, a dog pees fire and that resurrects him. Sure. So now that he's reborn. And this one, it's like, she that's is right, creating resurrected, him. Reborn. So yeah, yeah, he's back in this one and she, it, now I'm falling asleep. <laughs> oh no oh no she's dreaming <laughs> no well okay so let me finish the other point though um and and then even if you're not reading it as just a rebirth it's like since these this is her creation this is how she can imagine the birth that's why it doesn't have to be like literally how oh yeah i'm on board with born. that yeah. what i'm talking about though is freddie is trying to like corrupt her baby that yes. she is pregnant yeah. with and the whole thing is as if her basically it's up to the baby <laughs> yeah if the baby decides to go for freddie go with freddie she will give birth like physically give birth to freddie yeah or his freddie spawn i well yeah i think and actually he'll be back it would in be, the physical world is yeah, what I think i'm it, saying yes yeah i think it would technically actually be a freddie son freddie spawn yeah yeah but so it wouldn't be freddie it'd be a freddie spawn yeah and then maybe yeah. he would like overtake that body at some point He'd overtake the world yeah you gotta stay away from that and you know what i just realized so we find out later which honestly a clever twist in this movie is she realizes the reason she's having dreams when she's awake and like getting stuck and stuff is because her baby is dreaming yeah and by that logic those jump roping girls could have shown up because they're the baby's dream oh yeah so i know that they're rushing the script and i know people don't like this movie but it it's kind of good. Yeah, it is good. As far as the nightmare movies go. So then, yeah, it's her. Then we go back to the chapel, which was yeah. the big showdown of the last right, movie, right, 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 where right. she bested Freddy. Yeah, and he the baby goes into 
his clothes and like he like grows grows into himself again. And then he jumps up and he goes, "It's a boy," <laughs> <laughs> which is oh man, awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I love, I love him. I, you can't help but love this guy. I know. You um, just gotta laugh. <laughs> and then she, you know she wakes up and then she goes to this pool party. She at, does not. No. Everyone. Oh no, pool. she's not. She's supposed to be working. She yes. shows up to work like four hours late. Um, and then meanwhile. There's a pool party going on at the school. Yeah. Where the seniors are cutting loose. Yeah. They are getting the lead out. Yeah. We're not bringing up that expression. Has anyone ever heard that expression before? Say it again, Jordan. I like how it was quiet. Like we were waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to say it again. So people know. Okay. So people are partying. We're not oh, talking oh, about No, no, no. We're not. But, but so anytime I watch a movie where a high school has a pool, I'm always like, that's insane. How cool is that? Oh. Did you ever feel that way? Because our um, school did not have a pool. I don't care. I am glad we didn't have a pool. Oh, Imagine okay. Imagine that smell. Like if you had to take a class that was swimming, you just smell then like chlorine be, the whole time. But you'd be swimming in school. How fun would that be? No, not for me. No? I like swimming, but not in that context as an insecure <laughs> high school student. No. <laughs> I just, every time it's like, to, to me, it's kind of like outdoor lockers in movies you know, or something where it's like, is this real? Does you know this exist how anywhere? it is as a middle school and high school student, especially I was so nervous in middle school. Oh, the showering situation? No. Oh. Well, because no one ever showered. Yeah. In case you were wondering, at Grace, none of the girls showered. Yeah. After PE. I don't know if guys did. I, I think we were forced to. Rip. Wow, you guys must have really smelled. But I just remember. I feel like I feel like the P, like if Mister was doing it, he would like be inside. You, oh no, I hope not. I hope he wasn't. Let's cut that. <laughs> <laughs> the way you put your arms up to Micah, you were like he's like this. That's not good. <laughs> Maybe I'll put a bleep or something because I think people should experience a, the weirdness of that. I, I don't Did, think is that a real thing. I I am trying to remember. It's been a long time, and I don't think there was shadiness going on with that teacher. I think it was just like they were in. They would listen. I think it was not a watching situation. It was like, no, you guys have they to. They were ensuring that the smelly boys showered. Because I, yes, of I I believe that it was above board. Okay, but I am gonna bleep the name of that person. That's wise. Just in case. All that being said, <laughs> as as a middle school girl. And we had to, like, middle school, you have to start wearing uniforms for PE. You know, everyone wore the same outfit. Yeah. And everyone's sweaty, no matter boy or girl, because of puberty. And you're just trying not to do too much. You're trying not to do too much in PE because you don't want to sweat too much. Okay, yeah. And then high school is the same thing. It's Uh like it kind of sucked depending on the period you got. Not the period, but, like, the time of day. Yeah. That you had PE. Because right. so, sometimes that can just F up your whole day. Yeah, like you have PE at, PE at 8 or something. Yeah, or right after lunch. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, I just feel uncomfortable. It's hard not to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. The rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I did like PE because I liked sports. Well, it, I just didn't like that aspect. You know what rocked in middle school PE, of course, was when it was parachute day and you had the giant parachute. Well, did we do that in middle school? Because that sounds like an elementary school thing. 
And it was the coolest thing. It was in the, world. the coolest thing. I could have done that in high school, man. I could do that now. I could do that now. Yeah. And if it's you don't know Wonderland. what the parachute thing is, folks. No, don't even describe it. You... Every kid knows. No, no, no. If you don't know, then you didn't go to public or you didn't go to school. School. Yeah. You, Sorry you're to the homeschooled kids. Yeah. Which, hey, it's great, but you Not know, you missed great. out on parachute yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> um so in this scene, we also learn that comic book boy is squeamish. In one of those classic scenes where you're like, well, that's going to pay off later. Yep. Um, Set it all up now. So Alice calls Dan. Yes. And she needs him to come to work right away because of what just happened. And um, he goes, and this is the motorcycle scene, or it's right out. No, it's not quite yet. No. He, well, he, so he's in a truck, and the radio starts talking to Dan. Yeah. And it's like his parents disappointed in him and stuff like that. And then the seatbelt come like comes wraps around Freddie who's now in the car and Freddie drinks the champagne. He opens the champagne, drinks it, and he says, Bad year, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and then he rips off his arm and makes a seatbelt with it. Yeah. Um and then like Dan thinks he escapes, gets on a motorcycle, and he's racing over there. And then the motorcycle like starts coming apart like a transformer and and fusing into fusing him. into him, it's genuinely cool. Yes, and um, and he gets he says things like "better not dream and drive," and then he says "need for speed." He probably says "motor oil." Yeah, uh, fuel injection. He probably says "life is a highway." <laughs> he was just saying all of the. I know that wasn't a song yet, but that all of the typical. Yeah, what you'd expect car driving things, and then Dan gets hit by a semi. Yeah, and that slow motion when he wakes up and he's going straight for a semi still in his truck. It was really good. It really effective. Yeah. But but one more thing before we move from the motorcycle, he kind of has this like Mad Max look that's cool. Yeah. Like, he, he looks like a Morton Joe. He looks like, who's that? That is the, the oh, main bad guy in Fury a Morton Road. Morton Joe mixed with the Nicholas Holt character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But genuinely a great scene. I, I love, 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 love that scene. Yeah. And this, he gets in the accident right outside of Alice's work. Yeah. So she runs out and sees that he's dead. And then she passes out. She wakes up in a hospital, finds out that Dan is actually dead. Confirmed. Uh-huh. And Yvonne, <laughs> so weird. So the doctor comes in. Right. She's freaking out. Her dad's in there too. And then the doctor's like, this is very common for women of her condition, which is like, oh, and then, um, but then she's like, "What's wrong with me? What? Ha- let's. What's going on?" And the doctor makes Yvonne tell her, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a messed up doctor. Yeah, for this a guy's lot of reasons. Good. This um, guy's like the doctor in Halloween Ends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to think for a second. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she is prego. Yeah, and uh, and is this when she has? Oh, this, no, no, that's not yet. And when then she has she's the dream. like spends the night in the hospital in the middle of the night. This little boy wearing the shortest." Um, I, know, I know hospital like, gown, gown that they could find. And it's the same kid from the beginning of Jurassic park. The first one who has the biggest doe eyes anyone's ever had. Yeah. He, he's the kid who is telling, um, Sam Alan Neal. Grant, like, Oh man, it's a Turkey bird. That doesn't sound very scary. And he grabs the claw and like yeah. explains it to him and scares him. Yeah. I had to look up a picture of this kid grown up. Yeah. And he, it's just like, man, that kid is just like, so, specific looking yeah it's crazy i I think he's really well cast like it's very perfect for this movie because he he kind of 
for lack of a better term, has like a haunted quality to him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, love all of that. It's very cool. So yeah, she's he introduces himself as Jacob, and then late the next day she asks Yvonne, "Who's that Jacob kid? Is he really sick? Like, is he doing really bad?" And Yvonne doesn't know who she's talking about. They don't have a children's board. Right, right. Who was the kid? Right. Yeah. Did when we first watched it, did you fi- make that connection right away? No, I don't think I did either. Guys, this movie's kind of good. Mm-hmm. I mean, six out of ten. Yeah, it's good. It's better than five, uh, four. So, do we skip to Greta? Uh, well, so here's a complaint I do have with the movie, though. Greta has a room full of dolls. Yeah, and they kind of do stuff in her death scene. But I really, when I see a room full of dolls in a horror movie, you can't just leave that dangling thread. I wanted yeah. her to be like in bed and all of the dolls like attack her. Or I something. think they did too. It's like they had too much going on with her because she, the way that she died made total sense. Yeah. Based on what we know. So why do we need the dolls? Yeah. Maybe that's a script thing where they were, maybe they had a doll scene actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, they do kind of come up later with the comic book guy. They do? Yeah. Cause in that. In his scene, he oh, like looks doll. up yeah. and she is a doll now. Right. And that's cool. I mean, yeah. we. Well, we, I guess the doll thing makes sense because it's like, it's perfect. You know, it's, it's right. constructed. But yeah. But yeah. But, but, and then, and then so they show the doll room. And then the scene after that, Alice is at home. And I think this is a sweet scene where she sees her dad and she's just been crying. And then. Um, she goes, are you disappointed in me? And he, he just simply says, no, no, I'm not. Yeah. And he's like proud of her. He's fine. Yeah. And I think that's kind of sweet. Like, I hope, I, I hope it's a boy because I miss a boy being around here referring to yeah. her brother. It, yeah. I think he's, he, I think that's kind of it for him in the movie, but he, he really no, leaves he a lasting impression. Her later when Dan's parents are like, trying oh to- yeah. Trying to, like, adopt the baby. I think he stands up for her. He does, yeah. You're right. But, yeah. So... So then we go to another scene with Greta. Yeah. But in the middle of this, Alice is trying to convince her friends that Freddy's back. But they obviously don't know who that is because this is a new cast. But um, Greta is at home, and it's, like, a dinner party that her mom's putting on. And it's obviously a networking thing. It's a very Beetlejuice her mom is very it, it Catherine It really O'Hara. reminds me of Beetlejuice. But, and this is after Beetlejuice came out. So this oh, could okay. be kind of inspired. Yeah. Right? Because he made that before Batman, right? I can't remember, but I want to say yes. I'm pretty sure. I'll, I'll double check while you talk about the scene. So, yeah, it, they're all eating, but Greta is not in a good mood because her friend just died. And her mom's giving her crap about it. And she says, well, my friend just died. It came out the year before. Okay. Batman? Uh, uh, Beetlejuice. Before Batman. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So th- this year, Batman and Dream Child came out in the same year. Oh, okay. Um, wow. I know. Isn't that something? That's really cool. <laughs> anyway, Greta falls asleep at the table. Yeah. And Freddy's here. Bon appetit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts force feeding her, and it's just so disgusting. Her like it's just the, yeah. They have like prosthetics, prosthetics to make her face look get bigger. Really cartoonish, but good. It's a cool death scene. And I she, mean, yeah, so she is like stuffed to death. And while this is happening, she's trying to call out to Alice for help. Uh-huh. And Alice is in the kitchen and the uh, fridge, she like comes out of the fridge. Yeah, yeah. And cool. is like asking for help. Alice is trying to pull her out, but it doesn't succeed. And Greta like chokes to death. Yeah. 
I like it. Yeah. We got two pretty solid death scenes here. Um, oh, and I did want to know when T- Take On Me came out. Because, oh, because of the music video? Yeah, because that was like such a prominent uh, music video. Yeah. And, and then this movie feels like it's kind of ripping it off. The song came out in 1985. So they, they would probably would have been messing with that technology for a while. It wouldn't yeah. have been like totally novel. So by this point, Alice is still trying to convince Mark and Yvonne of what's going on. But Yvonne's like, this is whack. I'm getting out of here. Mm-hmm. No way. You're crazy. But Mark is trying to humor her. And so they go to his little cool room in his dad's warehouse where he has yeah. all of his drawings and stuff. Um, and she's, she, the plan is for her to fall asleep and him to watch her. Yeah. So what is, what happens in her dream sequence? Well, Jacob shows up again. Okay. Um, do unborn baby's dream. Cause she finds that out at the hospital. I think we skipped these scenes and I said, that's a fun twist. And then we get the baby's dream where it goes into the, uh, uh, what is that called? When you're checking to see your ultrasound. Yeah. It like goes into the TV and we see how the baby is like sucking the souls of the friends. Oh yeah. And the scene's kind of gross. Yeah. It kind of grosses me out a little bit. Yeah. And that that's why it's like those moments elevate this movie above above four. Yeah. I think two. Even though two's fun and goofy, I think I'm putting this well, one at three. Two's not a good story. Yeah, it's not. It's just fun to watch. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think. Many Nightmare fans would probably be flabbergasted that this wouldn't be at the bottom, but I think it's better than people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her parents are like, or her, his parents. Oh, Dan's parents come over and they're like, we want to raise the child. Yeah. And not even really. Oh, they ask like, what does she plan to do with the baby? And she wants to have it. They want to take, they want to raise it. And Alice says, you can, it's my baby. And that's when her dad stands up for her. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's getting to a point though where people are starting to think that she's crazy, right? Because she keeps going on about this Fred Krueger guy that's right. killing people, and he's going to take her baby. And he killed and, Dan, and yeah. it's like, no, Alice, Dan died in a car accident. Yeah, you know. So classic. Hey, that's classic nightmare. Yeah. Am I Jordan? Tell hey, me I'm right. Be, you'd be right. Um, and then at one point here, there is a scene where. Uh, I just wanted to point it out because it's funny where uh, comic book guy, comic book dude, not the Simpsons comic book guy, comic book <laughs> dude, uh, for some reason is just like, I believe her and stuff. I've been reading this book. And of course, it's the book we all know and love and studied in school. Christian mythology, the book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all. What were they looking up, though? I don't remember. I don't remember. It's been a couple of days since we've watched it. Don't tell the audience. I mean, yeah. I Jordan, remember. don't tell the audience. Probably something about satanic stuff or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got it's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. It's a horror movie made in the eighties. There's some satanic, satanic stuff. Satanic. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then we have the pool dive sequence with Yvonne. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? It's cool. <laughs> so Yvonne, well, she falls asleep in a hot tub. Yeah. But then she, I mean, she's dreaming, but she gets out and yeah. goes to do a dive. And the, I don't know how to describe it other than the diving board becomes like a monster, uh-huh. a gross monster. And she jumps into the 
pool. And I, both times, I expected that she would, like, splatter on the pool or something. Well, it looked like it was going towards the shallow end. Well, yeah, and she's, she's like, diving in a yeah. weird way, and it's going slow motion. So I'm like, I get, or, or it'd be, like, a lame, like, she just hits the water, and then it shows her f- floating face down, you know? Yeah. But when she dives in, it, like, goes into, like, a new dimension kind of thing. It goes into the dream, well, she's already in the dream world, but further into the dream world it's cool and alice is also in the dream world and she basically finds yvonne yeah um and saves her yvonne does not die in this movie i know it's surprising it really is so she saves her they get back into this hallway freddie is about to chase after him but he stops and hesitates and lets the door close because amanda krueger's nearby yeah and he wants to stay away from her because she's the key to getting rid of him right and that's her alice is trying to find amanda krueger in the dream world well, yeah. Also in the physical world, but yeah. yeah. And then we have. Oh, the, I think we're t- the, the the Christian mythology was about suicide. That's what it was. Yeah. What happens to a soul? Because yeah, by the end of the movie. So then we have the best sequence that's ever been filmed in any movie, <laughs> which is the Nightmare from Hell comic book sequence. It's not really that, but uh, first of all, when we first watched it. I felt pretty cool because the comic book dude is looking at comic books and it shows a few. And one of the Spider-Man comics that was on the floor, I had read that very day. So points for me. Uh, But I couldn't remember which one it was when we were watching it this time because there's several. Well, you've read like a thousand. I have read well over a thousand Spidey comics. Yes. Um, But he gets sucked into a comic book, which he picks up that says Nightmare from Hell and it's showing the movie. Yeah. Cool. And then they the the rest of the scene, it's it's they have these painted sets that are all black and white. And when you were look when you were watching behind the scenes stuff, Freddie was painted black and white, right? I I believe so because they said that the sets were painted black and white. I think it was because there were a couple times when on the very periphery things were a little bit in color. Yeah. So that's why I think he was in black and white. It well, looks great. Yeah, and and the kid is not in black and white. Yes. And neither is, I think, Greta when she shows up with the dolls and stuff. Yeah. And and then this is the best shot of the whole series. We rewound it. We rewound like it several times. times the first time, and we and rewound we did, it several times the second and time. And the third time, we will do the same. Yeah. Because he comes in on a skateboard, Freddie, and then he jumps off the skateboard, and the camera looks at him, and, and the music punctuates it with this loud, rum, and he tips his hat. And it is so goofy. It's hilarious. Oh, it's so funny. And then he spins. And then he spins and cuts a pipe. And it, it, I mean, it's so hard to describe how goofy this is, but it's like he has done goofy stuff. I mean, especially but the this second is the movie. the zenith of the goofiness. <laughs> yes. Yes. And oh my gosh, it is so funny. And he says, Told you comic books were bad for you. <laughs> he turns into like a super one. And then. But, but Mark. Shows that's the comic book dude. Mark, yeah. he he becomes his character that he's created, which is some kind of steampunk gunslinger. Yeah, Phantom Rider Menace. or Phantom Men. No, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's Phantom something. Yeah. The Dark Phantom, I think, is maybe what and it's called. I like his outfit. It's cool. It, it is cool. And so he personifies his superhero self and is shooting at fr- superhero yeah. or supervillain Freddy. Yeah. Um, But doesn't succeed. And he turned, Mark turns into 2D paper, poo, too, poopy paper. <laughs> uh, and Freddie just slices them to shreds. It's cool. Literally. 
and and the the, the colors of him drip out of the two D paper. It, that that's like the cherry on top. It's cool. Yeah, it's so cheesy. It, I love it. Um, and then they go to the asylum. Okay, and this is like the showdown. Alice is sleeping. Alice is there. Yeah, and and then there's like there's like M. C. Escher stairs. And stuff. Okay, so yeah, they're she's like in the dream world asylum. Yvonne goes to the real asylum because she needs to find yeah. the body of Amanda. That's right, uh, Kruger. Yeah, um, which is just like a rule they just threw into the movie like two seconds before. So random. I, I guess I like I get it, but it does feel like an afterthought. Um, totally. But yeah, so Alice, yeah, M. C. Escher uh, type stairs running around looking for her son running but away from freddie all this cool i mean i mean it's obviously like composited shots like three or four different yeah. ones but i like i think they did a good job on it yeah, it looks really cool, cool and disorienting so this is when she discovers that jacob is her son yes the baby inside her yes um and freddie and he, jacob has become freddie has convinced jacob that alice doesn't want him yes and then <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> and, and freddie has been manipulating him into like choose me i'm the fun one yeah um but then jacob ultimately chooses mama mama, mama. um <laughs> and um while that's going on yvonne finds amanda Kruger's body which has been very strange i mean it's like horror movie perfection yeah but in real life makes no sense this woman apparently committed suicide and they put her body kneeling staring up through a window and she's like a skeleton now still wearing her nun uh-huh. outfit like like uh, like for eternity staring up at god for penance or something yeah well it's got to be a classic romeo juliet where she had poison oh okay i just assumed hanging for some reason i'm i'm kidding it makes no sense that her body is that way oh okay well no i think i i'd <laughs> like to think that the, the catholic church place whatever is in charge of this you know the people in charge like oh she didn't really her. kill herself no she did okay but they they placed her this way in this mausoleum yeah and pl- they placed her body yeah. this way to always be seeking forgiveness from god because of what she did yeah um and then they they bricked her away <laughs> they bricked her. You know what I mean? They, like a Lego. They uh, they sh- uh, sealed off the mausoleum, basically, yeah. even though it's in a building. Yeah. Yvonne that, yeah. finds her, sets her free, sets her soul free, basically. Simultaneously, um, happens in the dream world, too. Yeah, and she's able to, you know, like, like Jacob attacks Kruger, and then, like, the faces of the victims pop out of his chest and trying to attack. And then basically... Oh, yeah, that's cool. No, they're trying to go towards Amanda Kruger because oh, yeah. she can save them. Oh, that's what it is. And yeah. then Freddie is, like... Freddie and Alice are literally within each other intertwined their bodies because he's trying to, like, be the baby inside her, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, that's what... And, and, and then loses. Amanda is able to like suck him in and then it's like locked away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, we kind of blew through that ending there, but I think that's what happens. Yep. I think it's kind of good. I think so too. I mean, it's good on a sliding scale. Like this isn't as good as a lot of good movies. But but for like the 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 wildly different nightmare movies, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but it's still, as long as there's some fun kills, I'm having a good time. I agree. Me too. But I've heard, and we all hope you had a great Thanksgiving yesterday. I just looked us up on the calendar. Mm. Uh, 
I, I hope that next week we'll be able to find something good in Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare, because we've been told by our guests on our last episode that that one is like joyless. Really? That that's how, the one where it's the, not How long good. is it in between both movies? Uh, let's see. So this one came out in '89, as we discussed, the same year as Batman and Freddy's Dead came out in '91. So, so pretty soon. Pretty soon. Not not like I'm thinking like ten years or something. This one has a 39 meta score and a 4.7. I don't think that really matters with these movies. No, but it does. the The clips I can see. Oh my gosh, there's someone in this that's gonna make you go, "What? That person's in it?" But don't tell yeah, me. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you. But it does look like it kind of looks like a TV movie. Oh great! So, well, these these movies kind of look like TV movies. Whoa! That doesn't really matter. Whoa. Okay, sorry. It's playing a trailer or a scene, and there's something kind of interesting that just happened, but I'm not going to say. So next week, we're going to cover that. On Patreon this month, earlier this month, we did Edward Scissorhands, as requested by... I mean, Freddy has a scissor hand. Hey! So I, this was chosen by a patron. Thank you for choosing this. I love this yeah. movie. But it is kind of on theme. It is on theme. And then I'm going to tell you, folks... Next month, it's December, and two fun things are happening. One, we are doing a bracket to decide which large series we're going to cover next year. Like this year, we did Star Wars. And on that bracket, you can choose between Alien slash Predator, X-Men, Star Trek, Die Hard, Dawn of the Dead. What's Star Trek? Like, what do you mean? Star Trek. How many are there? Twelve, I think. Oof. Dawn of the Dead, uh, Superman, Jack Ryan, and Planet of the Apes. Jack Ryan? Yeah. How many are there of those? I think there's five or six. Oh, because that's like Hunt for Red October? Yeah. Oh, I, guess, okay. I guess the Superman and Jack Ryan ones are not that long, but I threw them on there. Interesting choices, Micah. Yeah. Um, and so if you want to go to my Instagram, at out underscore of underscore Micah, we'll be doing those... Uh, uh, you can you can vote for those every day, and patrons' votes count as two. Uh huh. And guess what, folks? On Patreon, we're covering Avatar next month. We already recorded it. It's good. And guess what else? We got to get to fifty patrons. I want to start twenty twenty three with January coming out with an episode on the history of Pixar, and beginning our third podcast that will only be on Patreon as well. So sign up for three bucks. Hopefully by now we already have the 50. That'd be great. But thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you. Sweet dreams. Uh, sweet dreams, my my precious ones. One, two, spooky podcast for you. Three, four, lots of blood and gore. Five, six, Freddy's goofy tricks. Seven, eight, another deadly thing. Nine, ten, never podcast again.